Chris and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. How did you sleep last night? You know, I think I slept all right. I'm tired, but it was one of those sleeps where you like dream really vividly and it, you kind of feel like you were doing stuff all night. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling kind of tired now? I'm feeling kind of tired. Yeah, you sound a little tired. Yeah. But I gotta say, you are wearing your rhinestone bedazzled glasses and they look beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. How did you sleep last night? Um, well, not in as much jewelry as you did because you're always looking fabulous. But I slept very well. I naturally got up at like 5-ish this morning and then I forced myself to stay in bed until uh, my alarm at 6.30. But then I just got up and I like got a quick morning workout in and um, like caught up on some correspondence and like got my email down to basically zero. And I organized my calendar and I looked at stuff that I need to do for work today. And I know what I need to do to get through the day. And it seems pretty manageable. So I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, wow, babe. I'm yeah. really impressed. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. I've, I've already uh, worked my core like a motherfucker. Feels good. I'm kind of envious. I have... I'm tired, and I have a lot to do. And I'm kind of envious you've already done so much, but I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't you have a workout today? Yep. Not till about three hours from now. So you're going to hydrate, get a little stretch in? No, I have to work. I have to do stuff for work and then... Pound coffee. Pound get coffee, on your computer. do stuff for work. Mm -hmm. Yep. The way human beings were meant to live their lives. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Return to monkey. Right. Go back to nature. Anyway, hey, um, a friend of ours messaged me last night, and uh, I want to I wanna shout out people who do dating right, because dating in 2023 is shite, uh, and I'm glad that I don't really have to do it. Uh, but a buddy of ours texted me, and I guess uh, he kind of like met uh, this woman through a series of friends, and they started hanging out. And it started off kind of, you know, platonic, but then she got flirty and he was like, oh, she's cute, da, da da But then he was like, oh, wait, she's married. And uh, she, like, came on to him pretty hot and heavy and he was like, so does your husband, like, is he aware of this whole situation? Like, I'm down, but, like, I need some enthusiastic consent from, like, you, him, like, everybody. Because I, I don't want to, like, wreck anybody's home. I don't feel good about that. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. And so, and she was like, what? And so he was like, you need to go talk with your husband about what is going on before anything happens. And so, anyway, some time goes on. I guess she does. And then uh, they hang out again, and she's like, yeah, like, you know, uh, check this out. And she, like, shows him some texts and, like, some communication between them. And he, like, screenshots the things and then sends them to him and is like, hey, so... Um, you know, your wife wants to go out on a date, like, you know, is that cool? And I guess the guy was like, oh, she had just talked about being friends, like, what's this about? And so they went back and I guess had another conversation. Um, and then, uh, some time goes by and then they, my buddy and her hang out again and he gets some pretty explicit, like, consent that they've opened their relationship. Uh, very explicit. And so I guess last night he got a blowjob. So congratulations, blowjob guy. Uh, for forever known, we'll we'll refer to this friend as blowjob guy because he's he's very ethical about getting blowjobs, and I think that's how you should be if you're gonna put your dick in a married woman's mouth. I love the enthusiastic consent rule. Yeah, yeah. He he could have gotten it the first time. He could have gotten it the second time. 
But, you know, he just saved up a huge load for the third time. Like, weeks and weeks of just not masturbating. Just thinking about, like, cucking this guy. And then he did. Okay. So that's cool. So, like, hey, you know what? Um, Be ethical when you sleep with married women or else their husbands might show up at your house at, like, four in the morning banging on your door, making your neighbors wake up. And, like, oh, man. Not speaking from experience or anything, but God, am I traumatized. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so are we going to do a question this morning? Yeah, I got a question for you. I I give enthusiastic consent to question me. Okay. Oh, wait, hey, shout shout out Gottman's, as always. Not sponsored, sponsored, whatever, you know, parallel universe. In the multiverse, there is a universe where we're being sponsored. All right, babe. If you could change one characteristic about yourself, what would it be and why? (laughs) Man. Um... So my, my first, my initial reaction is that I would want to change how quick to anger I am. Okay. Like, right? Like quick to passion, that whole sort of thing. But I, I don't necessarily think I want to lose the passion or like the feeling. Because like, you know, what is anger? Anger is really just like, there's something else there. There's something causing whatever it is, right? And for me, that's like normally some kind of feeling of like righteous indignation or like seeing a wrong or like hearing a hearing a story or seeing an act or... Like, that kind of thing. But then, like, the flip side of that is, you know, I, I get really motivated by when I see acts of good, you know, or, like, I hear about somebody doing the right thing, or, like, that motivates me to do the right thing, right, you know? Um, or, like, little reminders like that. And I don't know. So I guess I don't really want to lose that. I guess the thing that I want to change is my control over how, how that is expressed. Like, keep it. And like kind of kind of like that that stoic ideal of like feel the emotion fully like do, feel it for what it is recognize why you're feeling it right but don't just be reactionary and lash out you know don't be a reactionary because people can start people in situations can make you make decisions that are not strategically what will lead to the outcome that you desire right or even in alignment with who you actually or how even, you want to show exactly. up in the world exactly yeah yeah be like that because you lose intentionality you're reacting it's just something like it could be the your reaction could be anything it's like a, a, a hand from a deck of cards right right i talk to my clients about staying regulated enough during moments of passion mm-hmm. that you can re- intentionally respond instead of compulsively react yeah absolutely but, like, I, I, in certain contexts, I like that compulsive reaction. Like, when I witness a beautiful piece of art, you know, like, you can sometimes just look at a painting and just, like, look at it long enough and think about it for long enough and just, just I don't know, I've, like, teared up just, like, looking at stuff in the museum, right? But that's in alignment with but that's in alignment, who yeah. you want to be and how you want to show up in the world and with what your values are. Yeah. But, but if it's, like, the flip side, like you said, the shadow side, mm-hmm. where it's something that's a mild irritant. Oh, shit, are we getting into some young... Are we getting into our shadow selves? Uh, yes, we are. No! Um, but the shadow side of that is if something's a mild irritant and it sparks your passion, you want to recognize like the irritant, you want to recognize the passion, right. whether it's anger or irritation or frustration or whatever it may be, and intentionally be have the ability to intentionally respond mm-hmm. versus reacting. Or yeah. make that choice of like, is my initial reaction one that is in alignment with my values and how I want to show up in the world? Or mm-hmm. do I want to respond differently and having that pause I think is really important yeah so habituating the pause has been 
uh, point of emphasis in in the year of our Lord 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know how I'm like kind of like trying to really embody certain phrases. Yeah. And like yeah, that like I don't have a phrase for that one so much as like it's just a. Like, we talk about the inflection point, right? Right. You know, like, um, my favorite version of the inflection point is in the movie Kingdom of Heaven, um, where uh, the uh, future Baron de Evelyn Balian, or I can't remember what his name is, but... The main character? The main character, yeah, who he, like, kills the priest and his wife commits suicide at the start, that whole sort of thing. Um, he's the son of um, uh, the Taken guy. What's his name? Liam Neeson. He's Liam Neeson's son. And so Liam Neeson's, like, on his deathbed, and as he's on his deathbed, uh, Balian is basically being knighted by his father so that he can go to the Crusades and fight for the Holy Land. And he's, like, making him take this oath, and it's this, like, very dramatic moment, and he's, like, saying these things. And it's very heartfelt, like, father and son moment. And he's like, and to remember your oath. And then he just slaps the shit out of him. Just, like, full on, just, like, cold cocks this guy. And he, like, kind of looks stunned for a second. Like, what the fuck? And, but, like, that that is the most literal interpretation of the inflection point. Like, you need to remember something, you get told a religious oath, and then you're immediately fucking hit in the face. How are you not going to remember that religious oath at that point? Like, I still, some of my earliest memories are moments of violence, right? My earliest memory is getting punched in the face by one of my, my uh, young, like, a, a similarly aged relative, right? Like, that's one of my earliest, like, I'm talking, like, two, three years old. Like, very, like you shouldn't have memories, from that young. But the reason that I remember it is because there was that inflection point of violence, right? I can see it clear as day in my head right now. And but but you take that concept and you apply it to things like religious oaths or trying to like instill good habits and things like that. I'm not going to like wake up and slap myself in the face every morning and then go do 10 push-ups. That would be some like insane David Goggins shit, right? Um, but like, you know, finding what works for me and like trying to figure out how to habituate those inflection points to uh, you know, reinforce good habits and one of those good habits being uh, not flying off the handle really like not I'll giving into an, moments of passion I'll or reactionary give an way example without names um or detail really but there was um a text you received yesterday that was like a mild irritant to you mm-hmm. and i saw you kind of like ramping yourself up like getting like really amped and like frustrated and like you checked in with your reaction with me and I said you know babe I don't think this is a big deal like I think it's small potatoes and you can like scale back a little bit and you did take a pause and you chose to respond differently than your initial reaction yeah I thought what strategically in this moment what do I want the outcome to be how do I get it you listening to me in that moment is like different than like a year ago well having the thought to be like all right I noticed something's going on and I'm about to do something that I'm gonna regret I need to, like, like what, like, in a way, this was my inflection point, being like, Liz, I'm pissed off. Like, here's the thing that I'm pissed off about. This is why I'm pissed off about it. And then I, like, kind of wrote out a response, and I thought about it for a second. I read the response, and then I thought about, okay, so this is basically what I want to say, but it's too harsh. How can I soften it? Is this the right medium? No. Yeah. And then strategically deciding to do something else, and it led to the outcome that I wanted. And so, like, but, like, the yeah, that moment was so hard where I was, like, I was this fucking close to being, like, oh, like, I'm going to lay this fucking thing down. Because, like, I'm in the right, da 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 And it's, like, it doesn't matter that I'm in the right. It, your reaction was disproportionate to the situation. Right. Yeah. Because I was perceiving it to be, like, well, to, to me, like, the connotations of the, the situation were heavier than what the situation was to the other person and also on its face. And I needed to not let... 
my own baggage around certain aspects of what was going on derail what I wanted my original outcome or what I wanted my outcome to eventually be. So. And I've watched you kind of do that more and more over the last year. I'm trying. So yeah, I, I guess I have identified the thing that I want to change about myself and I have been taking active, um, active steps to try to uh, habituate that change. Cause like, man, like the, 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 constant cultivation of being a human being is fucking rough because like you've got your physical self you've got your mental health self you've got your social self your you've emotional got, self you've got your own relationship with yourself yeah. right and who you are and that in itself uh, kind of spices like adds flavor to every interaction that you have because you are right like we were talking about a, a mutual acquaintance of ours recently who they're negative about everything right their outlook on literally every aspect like they wake up negative right they go to sleep negative every interact like they talk about every interaction that they have with other people in a negative framework it's through a sieve of negativity that everything that they do happens and that affects the outcomes like the, the opportunities that arise for them that affects the outcomes that that take place from the situations that they find themselves in right that affects their their own mental health and well-being like so but they can't see that these things are Kind of, and I, like I don't mean to like, kind of like shoot the victim, so to speak. But like some of these things are, and are some of these negative outcomes are outcomes of their own decisions. Yeah. And if you said that to them, they would not be able to hear it. Right. Ever. Yeah. At least right now, who they are. Yeah. So you gotta like I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking. All right, this person is not someone who I should look down on. This person, if I can give them some kind of help, I can. But I cannot do things at this point right now to really, like, throw myself off too much. Because I am, like, in the process of, like, I have to take the next few years to just do us, right? I don't have other, like, dependents at this point, other than my mom. Um, but that's a whole other story. But, like, I don't know. You, you kind of got to strategize. Again, it's like, what, what outcome do I want? I want this person to live a more fulfilling life, right? But I can't just tell them, oh, do this, do that, do this, do that. It's like, start with something very basic. You got to want it for yourself. Develop little things like goal setting. And like, have, like again, we hit on this a lot, right? That if a person knows their why, they can withstand any how, right? Viktor Frankl by way of, or Nietzsche by, by way of Viktor Frankl, right? Um, and this person, like, I, I don't know, how do you get a person to do that? For me, I, like, it was a lot of reading and a lot of, like, self-exploration. So can I get them to do that in a way? Right. More so, coffee, please. So long story short, I suggested a book. Um, I think they're actually going to read it. We're going to talk about it. And I think that, like, if they really care about the content, um, that will have a really productive, fruitful conversation. So anyway, yeah, um, changing things about myself, that would be the one. Uh, moments of passion, yada, yada, yada. Let's turn it back on you while I fill your coffee. Um, so what was the question? One thing. About... If I could change one characteristic about myself, what would it be and why? Okay. So if I could change one characteristic about myself, it would probably be my energy levels. Mm -hmm. um, my energy levels and intrinsic motivation to do things I care about. Mm -hmm. because sometimes I think the way my body and mind naturally work, I just have the energy to get through the day and do the basics, like the bare minimum of mm -hmm. what I need to do. And I require um, a lot of, like, external stimulants to, like, have excess energy. Like, I have to take 
Adderall every morning for my ADHD and, like, my mental health, like, just my motivation and you, ability you also, to get things done. You also respond really well to coaching. Like, that's another Yeah, example. I require external... a lot of ec- extrinsic motivation by other people. And I also have to drink a shit ton of coffee to, like, even wake up enough to, like, do things A caffeine that I need detox to do. might be a good thing for you. I've done one before where I just drank tea. And I had just as much energy from the tea, but, like, it still wasn't as much energy as I needed to do extra things, just Mm. still the bare minimum. So it just, it, when I have a lot of coffee and when I take my Adderall in the morning, like, I find that I do have extra energy to, like, get a few extra things done that are, like, on top of the basics, but I just kind of wish it didn't take quite so much, and... I, I feel like I'm trying to work on that actively right now by going to bed earlier and drinking less in the evening, like just cutting back on the mm-hmm. quantity um, that I'm drinking in the mm-hmm. evening because that affects how motivated I feel, like clear-minded I feel when I wake up. Um, so I'm, I feel like I'm taking, I'm taking the most babyest of baby steps to do so. I just wish it was a little bit more natural um, in my body and my mind to have like extra energy because kind of like talking about what you said about goal setting Mm -hmm. and like having the intrinsic motivation and ambition to make your life the way you want it to be I feel like I'm barely doing that I'm doing it well like my friends tell me I'm doing it well um I just feel like it could be better and I think seeing you and your motivation and sense of purpose and and drive that is really intrinsic to you Mm -hmm. um has inspired me to want to do more I just have to like create the right context and for my body and mind to be able to do a little bit more Mm -hmm. and not saying I'll ever like have as much as you have because like your passion and drive is like something that's very unique to you I think it's your like there are other people who have similar, but it's not everyone who's quite as, pa- like, lives a life as passionately and as driven. And I don't think that I'll ever fully be that way. But I want to be open to influence and absorb, like, 10, 20% of that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Well, you know, I, I've been thinking about um, timelines recently, right? Because I kind of get frustrated with working out because number chasing and, um, you know, measuring progress. You know, you can kind of get out of whack with that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have been thinking more and more lately is I'm on, I mean, barring accident, injury, illness, some shit we don't know about, you know, that kind of thing. Barring anything that's completely out of my control. I'm on a long enough timeline where if I just do the, the I identify a minimum, that I, I think I, I can do each day and just do that minimum and then kind of find ways to increase whatever that minimum is just a, a little bit. Maybe it's every day. Maybe it's every two days. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's once every workout. Maybe it's once every other workout, right? But on this long trajectory, right, if I make that little incremental improvement, a percent, not even a percent every day, then you kind of get into a situation of compounding interest. And you can achieve disproportionately high results just through persistence. Yeah. And so developing persistence has been another thing that I've been trying to get to, like figuring out different ways to like 
make myself be more, you know, have more grit. I feel like that's what I've been trying to do the last year and a half since I started my business is like consistency Mm -hmm. has been key. Yeah. Um, never cancel a session. I, yeah. In a year and a half, I've canceled one session. Um, two sessions. I'll be honest. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Two sessions in a year and a half, but like everything from my daily habits to my weekend habits to my daily routines. And I just want to be consistent and I've proven to myself I can do that. So now I think I've reached a point where I can do what you're talking about, which is like work on incrementally, like increasing my motivation, increasing like the tasks that I get done each week mm-hmm. by just like even one extra task each week. Optimizing your habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then like you were saying, like you, I, I, I think you are going after these things already. Like you can... Uh, kind of pull certain levers to uh, better your energy, right? Like you know that you need to go to sleep at a certain time. You've cut back on drinking alcohol, which was something we identified as like leading to lower quality sleep. Um, You know, you uh, getting more exercise just in general will help you sleep, right? And you're like, we've talked about the whole personal trainer thing and like going for walks and that kind of stuff. Getting sunlight in your eyes, right? That was something we didn't used to do before like a month ago. Right. uh, just like, you know, just like being like, ju- I, I think this is a good example of where you, you find yourself feeling a certain way about something like, oh, I wish something was better. But then most people don't go, oh, can I research how to make that? Like what, what that thing is? Can I become like, not an expert, but can I get like 50% of a knowledge of like a given, like enough to be functional in a, in a certain thing and then to make an educated change intentional intentional change to my whatever I'm doing every day and so for me it's like my Trello board with my daily habits card and like adding habits and optimizing those habits and like within each of those things like I was just I was working out this morning and I was like oh I need to take a note on my grip work because I noticed something right and like I need to take another note on running because I noticed something about my right foot and my left knee and so I've got some things that I like think I need to research and then I'm going to go and find some exercises to help me with the things that I'm doing right And so, like, that's an example. Like, don't just feel a thing. Like, feel a thing. Identify what it is that, what the topic is with the thing that you're, you're having to deal with in whatever way. Research it. Get some kind of knowledge or expertise to where you can take an action. Plan that action out. Take it. Record whatever happens. Repeat. Yeah. And, and that whole process, that's like a, I mean, it's simple, but it's hard, right? Right. And and people aren't taught to look at their lives in terms of, look like the problems of their lives in terms of kind of like a scientific process almost. Yeah. For sure. And I feel like that's something I want to do more of. Now that I've proven to myself I can be consistent, it's like how do I build on that mm-hmm. and not take for granted the things that are hard, but like recognize I, like I'm empowered to do something about mm-hmm. them. Or things that I'm not necessarily content with in my life, I'm empowered to do something about it. Mm. Like you said, you know, I would, yeah, and I, I want to point something out. Like these things that we're talking about, like it's a lot easier to do them when you have a stable, secure foundation. Yeah, and right? I feel like part of that is having like quality support. Uh huh. Like we're a support to each other to push each other to help each other grow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not everyone has quality support around them. Well, even just like basic stuff, like like we're very housing secure, right? Mm-hmm. We we don't like we went from a place that was 
very kind of chaotic and difficult to navigate. And now we're in a place that's very calm and orderly and we control it. And, you know, and, you know, we're not even an extreme negative example of something like that. You know, I think about, um, you know, whenever I've thought about like my, my time in education, right? Like I, I thought about children learning a lot and I had to read a lot of literature on that. And like you read literature about like kids who have um, chaotic home lives, like food insecurity, sleep uh, issues, you know, just like housing insecurity, things like that. They like, how do you have a child that has that kind of shit going on and expect them to sit still in class, stay awake in class, be able to absorb information the if same way hungry, as they're, if right. they're fucking hungry, if they're tired, if they're sad, stressed, like, like maybe you, maybe the night before you saw your dad beat the shit out of your mom. You're a fucking like fourth grader. What are you going to do? Right. Like you can tell some people, right. But like, what, what is this? The system is not that great at doing it a lot. Um, and like, even then, like that takes a really strong child to get the courage and like have the gumption to do something like that. And, and so many children like live in, in situations like that. Um, and so, so that's kind of what I was kind of thinking of when I was talking about, like, it's a lot easier to like identify your goals, create a path, act on that path when you have a measure of security. But I don't like, I, I also don't want that to be an excuse for people to not take action. Like another thing that I've been thinking is like, I get mired in kind of self pity sometimes, right? Where I think, God, I, I've had some hard parts of life, right? Like, and you know, everybody's on their own path. Like you can't really compare the the struggles of two people, right? I mean, you kind of can, but like, ideally we would want to judge people on their own story. Um, and not to discount mine or anybody else's past, but like, all right, some shit happened or like, maybe it didn't, however severe it was, doesn't matter. In the here and now, am I doing something to get to where I want to go? Yeah. And, and maybe for people that's like, that is securing housing. Maybe that is securing food. Maybe that is employing the legal system in some way to get some measure of safety, right? How, right. However extreme it is. Um, so I don't want to like kind of take it from a, like, I love to say this, bourgeois uh, kind of view of like, I'm a small business owner and I think property tax laws should work this way. And, did, you know, like that kind of shit. Like those are the hardships that I have and did, like... I don't know. I, I kind of just want to say, like, no matter what situation that you're in, you got to kind of just find it in yourself to to do something to try to better the situation or else the world just grinds you up. Like, capitalism is not a fair system. And that's sad, but, like, that's what you... Like, it rewards people who work harder. And, like, that in itself is a kind of slavery. Like, people just kind of get into a slavery in the system because working hard wears you down. And sometimes all you can do is work hard. But then on to actually succeed in the system, you have to do more. Yeah. And that's, like, I don't know. Hey, fuck me, right? I just think everybody should have housing and food and healthcare and education and secure, like, you know, but... Socialism's bad and killed a hundred billion people since its inception by Mao Stalin guy. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, deep thoughts. Yeah. You ready to go do some business shit now? Yeah, let's start our day. <laughs>